0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make an income while traveling the world, and not only how to travel the world, but how to eat your way around the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name is Andrew Tolinto, and he's the founder of Dish Our Town, along with his wife and young teenage daughter. And they travel around the world one dish at a time, and they're going to be uh, talking to us about their travels and about their food and travel blog. Uh, so, Andrew, to start off with, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. We'd love to let, uh, get to know you a little bit better.
1: Well, I'm Andrew, and uh, you know, I'm married to my wife, Brenda, who co-founded our website, The Our Town. And we have a teenage daughter the age of 13 in Bailey. And uh, we're New Yorkers. And um, you know, my wife and I uh, met, met many years ago in the, in the fashion industry. We were uh, both former fashion professionals. And uh, through our... Um, previous, uh, you know, work, uh, we, we did quite a bit of travel, and I think, um, you know, before Brenda and I uh, met um, many moons ago, we, we already both loved traveling, and when we got together and through the industry, we were able to sort of uh, fall in love with it even more. Uh, being of Filipino descent, uh, sort of a prerequisite to being Filipino is loving food, so uh, we fell in love through food as well. and. Um, So many years go by, and you know, when when you've got a daughter that's growing up and you want her to have uh, sort of more experiences than maybe you have had um, in your childhood, uh, we decided um, to to travel as often as we can. And uh, we noticed that uh, because of our busy schedule, we couldn't always travel as often as we would would want to. for, for, many, for many reasons, you know, where we're like everybody else here, where, you know, there are finances involved, but more importantly, there's time constraints. So um, in about 2014, um, Brenda left the industry. And um, for those who may or may not know, uh, the, the retail industry, especially in the luxury goods segment, um, has, you know, has, has had a big turn. And uh, she, didn't, she certainly didn't want to return to that. So she created the Town, um, and I always, always thought of it as a sort of a business venture more than just sort of a blog, and, um, and, the, and sort of the concept behind it, Ricky, was that we never had time to travel as often as we wanted to, so as always, we traveled through food, whether you know, made in broad strokes. Here, you know, if we went to say um, a paella place one night, just for at least an hour, we were in Valencia. You know, and that was sort of um, sort of concept behind the blog, is there are very many people like we, and uh, we can't certainly get away. So, so food becomes the vehicle to take you away, and that was sort of the inception of the town, and um, pursuant to that, um, you know, we both we both left the industry, and. Um, uh, you know, sold sold quite a few things and gave quite a few things away. Decided to uh, travel full time for um, for close to two years, you know, real full time for about a year, meaning no home at all, and about another year of sort of being uh, somewhat nomadic. And now, even even now that we're back in New York, you know, we're we we have our apartment, but we're we're hardly in it. We're we're doing our best to to leave every time uh, our, our daughter doesn't have uh, you know classes. So that's sort of a broad stroke of of what we are and what we're about, and um, I'm I'm here to uh, answer any of your inquiries, questions, and we'll go from there, Ricky.
0: Awesome. Uh, you know, Andrew, thanks for sharing the background there. And uh, by the way, a uh, quick little side note. I, uh, my wife's actually from the Philippines. Uh, she oh. immigrated from the Philippines to Canada. We met in our home church in Vancouver, BC, Canada. And, uh, you know, uh, now we actually left our hometown of Vancouver, BC, Canada. And we've been traveling the world. And uh, for about seven months, so Philippines was our first destination. So then my wife <laughs> could celebrate her parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. And also our kids, um, I mean, our kids have both Indian descent. And Filipino descent, so our kids were able to learn more about their Filipino ethnic background and heritage. Um, and uh, you know, uh, just another quick side note: I've uh, I've had uh, already around 200 guests on this podcast, and you're the first Filipinos, uh, Filipina, Filipino. Sorry, I always confuse the two. You're the first Filipino who's actually been on the show, um, and I find this quite interesting. That even on our travels, we hardly meet any other Indians or any other Filipinos or any other other Chinese or any other ethnic minorities uh, who travel long term like uh, you know your family and our family uh, right. does so it's always a great pleasure uh, to meet, uh, fellow uh, you know uh, ethnic minority who is traveling the world um, especially a dad especially a traveler especially a food lover so i uh, just wanted to throw that in there andrew um, andrew i'm curious <laughs> about your travels i mean um, you you said you're based in new york uh, but you've traveled around the world uh, maybe you can share some of the different countries and continents uh, you've been to so far.
1: Well, you know, uh, during sort of the the early stages, just say the you know, uh, a bulk of our travel was always in uh, in Europe, uh, due due to due to work, and we used to always parlay work into into play, and. Um, but if, if we were to speak about true, true travel and where the experiences really come through, is I would have to say it was that year that we decided to go away full time and um, like you, uh, we decided to go to Southeast Asia for the first six months and for um, and our first stop was was the Philippines uh, i am I don't mind saying it I'm 49 years old, and um, you know I, I emigrated here when I was four um, and You know, we're sort of that uh, the typical sort of immigrant American family where they come in, they they want to uh, create an American life. And honestly, I've never been back. So in all of the traveling I've ever done, I've never been back to the Philippines until, you know, two years ago. And so it was actually uh, more foreign to me. My culture was more foreign to me than Western culture uh, per se. And uh, so, so that way, that's why it was always so um, so important for for us to uh, to take the time, because you know, coming from the states and traveling the 16, 20 hours between the jet lag, et cetera, et cetera, and if you have two weeks, you're done. You know what I mean, Ricky? So, um, so we we decided that we were we were going to find a way to um, to, to search to search our, our, our past and our country, and and uh, you know redraw that connection, because both Brenda and I, um, Brenda has been back one other time, but, but me never. So it was great to connect with, with not just my culture, but actually family I've never known. Um, you know, I, uh, so, so that, was, that, was a, that was a big, um, I would say that was probably the most poignant part of our travel, was, uh, was sort of my return to my homeland. Um, and, and and really embracing it and appreciating it um, you know uh, people are probably saying oh how could you not have gone back well i lost my folks by the time i was about 15 so um so i had no connection to family either so with, with that said you know I, I had no connection to family so there was really no reason for me to to head back but 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 Lovely enough, and when we did get back there, I think every Tolentino that ever that ever existed found a way to get me <laughs> or me them, but uh, so that was a lovely experience and uh, you know the rest of Southeast and for those who have traveled there, as you know uh, is, is is a wonderful place to be and, and um, for those who might be venturing into full time travel like like Ricky and I it's really a great place to start because of, of you know um, it's, it's it's quite palatable financially um, and then you could live quite well um, uh, you know in, in those parts of the world and and also it's nice to see uh, the difference in culture see coming from an Asian culture I was, I was it was far more distant for me um, you know, than most Western cultures I, I think I feel more at home in Rome than I do in Manila you know so so in, in that respect uh, it was it was an eye-opener. And if I were to impart something to, to anybody who may want to start this journey for themselves, no matter what their background is, you know, Southeast Asia or Asia as a, as a whole um, would be a nice place to start if if you're looking to sort of finance yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely when I yeah, definitely want to there. Uh, you know, Southeast Asia is one of the cheapest parts of the entire world. So if you're on a budget and if you want to see some amazing cultures and try some amazing food, uh, definitely Southeast Asia is the place to go. We're actually currently in uh, South America. At the time of this interview, we're here in Medellin, Medellin, Colombia.
1: it. Fantastic. About.
0: And a shout out to our hostel here. They're actually sponsoring us. So uh, this is Hostels Colombia. So I'm here in the lounge area. Um, so thanks to Hostels Colombia, uh, one of our sponsors, uh, sponsors. Um, so uh, and also it's uh, by the way it's uh, great for uh, cost of living here too. Uh, you can uh, travel for cheap, stay for cheap, eat for cheap, and uh, um, You know, it's definitely a great uh, bang for your buck if you're coming from the U.S. like you are or from Canada like we are. Uh, To come onto a place like Colombia or Ecuador or Peru, uh, definitely a great place to go. Similar pricing to Southeast Asia. So, Andrew, I'm curious to know a little bit about the history. Uh, Walk us through the history and the vision of your food blog. When did you start it and why did you start it?
1: Well, you know, in 2014, both my wife and i uh i don't know if i'm i'm sure it's a, it's a story told by many uh you know you hit a wall in um i guess in 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 your professional career uh every so often and you want to just sort of climb over that wall somehow and um you know we're we're sort of brick and mortar people uh you know we we, we work in the luxury uh, retail end so a lot of a lot of our time was say in in um at the store level so we um we you know did this whole website thing or this whole uh, online thing was quite quite new to us so it was a big learning curve we i mean our 13 year old daughter at the time she was 11 uh knew more about you know e-commerce than we did so um uh, in that respect it was also inspiring to learn something new it's just like you know you hear people every day you know they turn 15 they pick up the ukulele and they feel happy having uh, found something new, uh, and that's sort of what that was about for us. So Brenda created the website um, all by herself. Uh, took courses and so forth. She she didn't want any help, and um, so she created a website. And, and again, the the concept was always there, Rick. It was always about how food inspired us to travel. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I got to see the Eiffel Tower. We're more about you know, we got to go to Brasserie Lip and have you know the same cocktail Hemingway did um and and we you know we run into a lot of blogs and we run into a lot of um, uh you know travel and and food websites and some are very very good and um and we realized too that um you know we couldn't get into the game that people have done uh very well you know the top 10s the best of and and I'd be honest with you you know we're not budget travelers either so we didn't want to get into that game um So we went into storytelling. We always felt that um, what inspired us to travel in the past have always been sort of based on novels and then storytelling versus say, you know, picking up farmers and turning to page 64 as where to eat. So we took that concept and then that's how, if for those who may have read our blog, that's how it always starts. There's always a story within and it's all about the story basically. And if that inspires you enough, well, then they will tell you where to go, you know, at the bottom. <laughs> but you can always skip the stories and go to the bottom. Um, and, and, you know, again, it was because of the time constraints and knowing that, uh, you know, uh, to be a little more personal during that time, you know, Brenda had lost one of her uh, siblings and... And as I told you earlier, you know, I lost my parents by the time I was 15, 16. And, you know, life gets short. And when you look at the daughter and, you know, you, you have children, Ricky, just want the best for them. And, uh, you know, you roll the dice a little bit. And uh, it wasn't always easy. And the learning curve was, was you know, uh, high. And um, we, we, we did our best to, to stay within that curve. And, um, you know, and, and we decided, listen, let's, let's take uh, two years away and um and see see where that goes and now it's our full- time job you know um we have the, the the blog or the website has been uh, has been our our business since, and uh, yes, there have been hurdles of course, and then within you know we created other business throughout but um the, the concept behind it really was to make time for family and what was important and um and then, really, just to, you know, co- coming from luxury goods, you you, you tend to um, <laughs> you know the wool gets put put over your eyes, and you forget for you forget where you came from, and you know where we came from—poor immigrant families—and we kind of wanted to get in touch again with that, and hence the reason why um, you know, we we found our soul back through selling everything else, and uh, and then then headed headed to our, our home country first, and obviously you know traveled throughout there, and and. and uh, in, in East Asia and then Southeast Asia and, and then headed to uh to Europe for the following six months and and again Ricky you know it wasn't always easy and and um, you know but but what bound what binded us was always our family structure that we were together knowing that you know this is, this was an opportunity um of a lifetime and at the same time find ways to sort of create a life in which uh, resembles that as best as we can on the day to day, and I gotta, I gotta, you I know, mean, I gotta tell you, you know, my, my daughter's thirteen, and I think we're closer. I know we're closer than ever. I mean, uh, how many daughters, you know, call their parents in the middle of the school day and just tell them, you know, that they're enjoying lunch. So, um, yeah, so so the, the, those were sort of the formative years um, of the blog, which was um, creating it using our using the travel that we have as an inspiration and in storytelling and then sort of following following what we were writing about honestly we sort of inspired ourselves and said you know hey listen we're writing all of this we we should actually do it uh full time and and really try to inspire people and in the meantime learn from it and and, and hopefully um you know they, they say uh you get paid by those who learn from your mistakes and and i think this is what you know Beautiful situations like this podcast is about and and your blog and and everything else is you know I, I think we have a lot to impart through uh, through experiences but also also mistakes most most of all and uh, you know uh, and, and 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 like you said some of the format some of the format of all our talks here is how do you sustain it and um, how do you go about it and you know we can we go we can go with that as well but yeah the, the blog was literally inspired because of the, our travels and because we love food so much. And we just wanted to put it out there for everybody else to sort of join us, and um, you know, at our in our journey uh, through through our taste buds, and um, and that was that was basically the long and short of it.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, the journey through your taste buds. And I can definitely relate to your story. I mean, uh, I'm a child of immigrants too, uh, poor immigrants who came from India to Canada. You know, the Philippines and India are two of the poorest countries in the world. And we have the, quite the blessing of, you know, uh, you, you, you're uh, you know, based in New York. I'm based in Vancouver, two of the biggest real estate markets in North America. And sometimes you forget um, your roots um, and you become westernized. You're thinking. Yeah, so I really like your term. Uh, you found your soul again through travel, because that's what travel does to you. Uh, when you're in, uh, like, uh, right now, we're in a uh, 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 poverty-stricken area of the world, in Colombia. Uh, for those of you who don't know, or you might know from YouTube or from Netflix or from uh, movies, that Colombia has had a dark history with drugs and gangs and violence. And uh, Actually, the city I'm in, Medellin, was one of the most violent cities in the world in the 80s uh, because of Pablo
1: Escobar,
0: Escobar, killing everyone. And now it's actually one of the most peaceful, one of the most hospitable, one of the most kind and caring countries I've ever been to. And I've been to uh, 68 countries on six continents, and I'm loving Colombia so much. So part of our job as uh, bloggers, social media influencers, travel influencers is really to show another side to what the media, the traditional media shows you. Us new media, podcasters, yes. video casters, bloggers, social media influencers can show you the reality. So I'm absolutely loving Columbia and I'm a big advocate of it, as you can tell by this show. Uh, so and,
1: uh, you know,
0: we covered a little bit of the, uh, bit of the uh, you touched on monetization and uh, you basically changed uh, this from a side hustle, hashtag side hustle, where you started as a side project to now your full project. So how are you guys actually funding it? Uh, tell us about the income streams.
1: Right, so there are a few income streams. Um, you know, a, a lot of what we do, um, because we're a storytelling sort of vehicle, uh, a lot of what we generate money or how we generate money through the actual website is, um, is third-party writing for, say, say larger websites, larger blogs, some magazines. So that that is one way. So, for example, if... if I'm not calling myself a great writer. There are many people who are much better than I. But if you consider yourself a good enough writer, and you never, you always thought yourself to say, want to be published, and then some of your favorite magazines and so forth. You know, that's a great platform is is to create your your blog. You know, to be able to put your heart out there. And in my case, you know, it's, it's about it's about uh, my family, and and always interrelating that uh, with food and and travel, and how that changes your life. Again, I'm being very broad, but you know, that's one thing I can tell people is if if you love to write, and uh, if you have a website already, or if you're looking to create a blog, um, that's a great platform in which uh, to receive offers uh, from from other uh, larger websites, uh, larger blogs, uh, you know, uh, publications um, to to get to get writing jobs, and and that's sort of. Uh, that that's one facet of how we've been able to um, monetize the, the blog. The other one is through, you know, advertising. You know, the the um, we had spoken about it earlier, uh, Ricky, where, you know, uh, my my wife has done a great job with uh, with the Instagram, you know, with about eleven thousand followers and always getting about six seven hundred uh, likes, um, and that brings obviously traffic to. To the to the to the blog and and people see that and when they look at the metrics and so forth you know people start to to email you and then want to get um, some advertising space or links in and obviously that's that's another that's another way and then of course for, for those bloggers this seems very very sort of mainstream and uh, 101 but for those who have not and, and we're here to inspire um, that, that that's an, that's another you know that's another avenue, and you know there's some passive incomes as well. You know we, we add we run our own ads through uh, through the blog, and we we also know we also know a lot of bloggers who actually do their own product and make make quite a good living by selling product via their blog. We go the other route. Um, what we've done is we've become Amazon vendors ourselves. So, uh, so what we've done is instead of instead of bringing people to our blog per se, um, and we're lucky to get the sort of numbers that we get, uh, we we use a built-in, uh, you know, we, we use a built-in client base uh, through a larger company. So those are those are ways in which you can look at it. You, know, you you've got a website, you've got uh, you've got a company you know, technically through the website, you know, you incorporate that and so forth. And, and the rest you can sort of do within. And, and, and that's how it's, it's happened, you know, Ricky. We're, we're retailers at the end of the day. We're, you know, uh, we've been salespeople on my mother's side of the family since <laughs> God knows when. So, you know, if you, if, if you have a sales mentality about YouTube, there are many ways to go about that. But again, it's, it's not to compromise what the site is about. It's really trying to, to put all things together, and you know um, you could look at it in many ways. And so for example, you know many of the things that we sell are in fact inspirational books that, that we like to read for travel, uh, the gear that we use for travel, you know things like that. You're not compromising uh, the website per se by just being, say, an Amazon vendor, you know. But if you're if you're looking for ways in which to monetize it. Um, you no longer have to be within the four walls, I guess is what I'm saying. And that's that's what we found out about having a blog and or a website is it really opens up opportunities. So if you're out there saying to yourself, Jesus, I can't wake up again at 7.30 in the morning and get myself to work at 9. Um, and, and you know, this life isn't for everybody either. But if you were thinking of uh, being a little more independent um Hey, listen. You know, the, if you, if you look at the top five um, richest people in the world, if you, if you look at if you look at one, two, three, and I, you know, you'll see that that none of them are between the four walls. I mean, the, everything's e-commerce and so forth. And, you, and and technically, you're part of that. And I think that's the way people have to look at it. You know, and uh, the integrity of your brand is is just how you keep it. But that's up to you. And what I guess what I'm trying to say in this conversation is there are ways to make it and that's how we make it in our blog, is those four facets I spoke about.
0: Awesome, uh, thanks for sharing uh, that. It uh, definitely helps for other people who are maybe thinking of getting into travel blogging, travel writing, and uh, doing things like Amazon, et cetera. Uh, so Andrew, I'm uh, interested in this area. I actually am a dad as well, and I love connecting with other d I call them, digital nomad dads, and uh, I have young kids. I have a five-year-old daughter, Rianne, and I got a three-year-old son, Ryan, and I got a little one-year-old, uh, Renzo. And uh, uh, I can just imagine uh, as they grow up, they won't want to hang out with Mommy and Daddy as much. So you're actually traveling the world with a teenager. And uh, we haven't covered that too much in our show yet uh, because uh, typically for some reason uh, we're, we're uh, being mostly uh, dads or parents with younger kids. So I would love to hear from your perspective about how is it like traveling with a teenager in terms of both the blessings and also the challenges.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's certainly a blessing, first and foremost, to be able to have uh, a third party or a partner um, in, in, in the crime that we, we decided to get into. Uh, you know what's beautiful about having a teenager is um, you know they're adult enough to, to really appreciate the experiences. You know my daughter writes for the blog as well. Um, but for, for my wife and I, a lot of the times it's seeing it through her eyes, you know, and and, and and what happens, Rick, and I think it happens to a lot of us who travel quite a bit, sometimes it's from place to place, and you <laughs> ironically almost forget uh, where you are. And then sometimes a teenager, because it's, it's fresh eyes, but yet they're able to interpret what, what they're seeing, um, romances you once again as to where you are. And I think that was one facet that we realized through her, is that we we became our eyes became young again, you know. We were like kids seeing it for the first time. Um, there's the ed- educational facet too, where you know, a teenager will keep you know will keep you on your toes. They have they have a lot of questions, you know, and and some of them um, things you know adult questions that you thought you'd never have to sort of <laughs> uh, broach until much later. And I've got a teenage girl, so. Um, one thing, one thing travel does do, and I think at a certain age, and I know you had mentioned many, many people in our shoes have younger kids, and I think the reason behind that is in some ways we feel like we're not compromising much in the way of education at a young age, meaning I don't think traditional schooling, by, by most accounts, um, can give, say, a five-year-old and a three-year-old more than you can give them at this point. However, we took Bailey out of school, and she was 11, you know, and she was very social, and, and that was the toughest part of, uh, of, of traveling with a, social, with a social being, is that she needed people around her. And um, in that, it pushed us through, I mean, my, my wife not so much, but I'm very social myself, but it really pushed us to, to make sure that uh, we kept the social aspect of her life. Uh, on the academic end, thank God that, you know, we have someone that's um that takes it upon herself to to sort of keep keep up with the Joneses as far as uh, as far as academics are concerned. And we didn't have much trouble there outside of, you know, maybe reminding her that um you know she hasn't read in six weeks. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> but but um again, you know, it's it's really like travelling with a friend. Uh you I know, you'll never be your you know, you never want to be too much of a friend, but I'm saying it's traveling with a friend in the sense that they have something to impart within the travel. And I think that's a beauty of traveling with a teenager. Um, you can talk about things that you probably wouldn't be able to talk about with a seven-year-old in front of you. You know, you're able to take her to... Um, to, to areas of town you know there are areas in there are areas in Amsterdam where you, where you would not want to take a nine year old to but a 13 year old girl may understand it you know they're reading about that stuff now etc so in that respect in some degree it's easier because you, you kind of you're dealing with sort of a young adult and uh but in in the other respect you feel like maybe as far as full time traveling is concerned you're compromising a lot of um social interaction I always believe that you know a year of, of world travel and her seeing the world and how everybody else sort of interacts uh, with each other um, and we need this more than ever now especially being Americans with our with our most recent um, you know political strains here um, <laughs> and not to get into that but you know we, we all we all know that uh, we have, we have to embrace the world a little more. And in that respect, I believe that that year of travel, full-time travel, certainly outweighs traditional schooling. But then you have to be smart enough, Ricky, to also know that uh, when does the compromise start, you know? And my daughter's a musician, and we, we needed to sort of get back as well and then get her music going. So those are the struggles where, you now, how long can you do it? Um, and, and and thinking about, say, her future and and that that's I think that that's what makes the window a little shorter for we that have uh, older kids, honestly is you have to start thinking where where does where does the compromise start you know end or end or end and I think uh we real we realize that after you know about a year and a half of doing this thing full time of her not being in school um in in a traditional setting, but yes, you know again where were are we where travel. We consider ourselves a travel company. We're always traveling, and and the beauty of coming home sometimes, Rick, and you probably know this about your your beautiful country of Canada as well. Is you know, there's so much to see, and and um, because we've traveled so much abroad, you know, we've t- finally taken the opportunity to see the United States, and it's a beautiful country, and and um, you know that's inspiring as, as well. And um, again, with the climates out there, and having known where. Where we've been and, and how we're looked upon as Americans, uh, we take great pride as uh, in being home, and and then also take great pride being Americans when we're abroad. And I think, as, it, as as far as traveling with a kid is concerned, you know, there's she knows that's that's the beauty of the world, right? I mean, she's she's of Filipino descent, she's of Asian descent, but at the end of the day, you know, home is home is here, and. Uh, and you know, if I have to draw allegories, what is it like, you know, traveling with a with a teenager? Well, it, it's 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 uh, it's it's like a baseball game, you know. It it can sometimes be long and hard, uh, <laughs> and sometimes hard to watch even. Um, <laughs> but 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 at the end of the day, it's about getting you know, rounding those plates, making sure that the experience throughout rounding those plates are exactly what it is when when we finally make it home, and. Um, and now that we're back home, I feel that like she was the better for it, and um, and you know I left a lot of the struggles honestly on, on the women's side to my to my wife, <laughs> but uh, as a father and you're a father, I think I think the most important thing really is to just listen to your kids. You know, a lot of us like to talk. I like to talk, as you know, from this podcast. I haven't given you much time to talk, Ricky, but. Um, but, but you know, I've learned to listen, put it that way. So if there's one thing I can say is this. If you have a 12-, 13-, 14-year-old, they've got a lot to say. And if you're going to impart anything, you know, um, just listen because um, it's, it's hard to listen when you preach, and you've got to stop preaching sometimes. So, uh, and then just listen, and these kids have a lot to impart. And I think that's if, they, if I have a fatherly thing to sort of impart, uh, is that is, um, these kids have a lot to say, and we just have to listen and take the time to listen?
0: Great advice! Great advice. That's what my wife always tells me uh, listen to me more, and you'll be a happy husband. So, <laughs> and happy, wife, happy wife, say. so not only do I need to listen to my wife, I need to listen to my kids more. Some great nuggets of wisdom from a fellow dad. Uh, so, Andrew, to end off here, um, if people wanted to connect with you, follow your food, eating, adventures around the world and uh, connect with you on social media, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we, we are at dishowertown.com, so you can always, uh, you know, sub- subscribe there and, uh, you know, we, we have questions and answers all the time and uh, as far as social media is concerned, you know, you can, you can find us on on Twitter and then Facebook and and as far as you want to be inspired by pictures, it's, it's, it's mostly through Instagram and Pinterest, but, um but yes, it'll be it'll be very food driven if you like food, uh, and then and then sort of the backstory. It's funny because the backstory is the travel, <laughs> and food is sort of the front line. But if uh, well, whatever it is that inspires you to uh, to 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 realize what this world is about, whether it be through food, and if you're not a foodie, you know through fashion, and if you don't like fashion, just, just get out there and, and and see that there's so much to to. to to get from it, and it doesn't matter if it's a week or three days or three years, um, you know, I, I, th- I think that it's well worth doing. Now, uh, with, with that said, I mean, I think you should try doing it through food if you can't get away, and, um, and yes, we'd love for you guys to join us, you know, at and and all those handles I just uh, mentioned uh, via uh, um, those, those um, social media sites, but, uh, you know, again, join us because we always have great stories to tell. You know, we're doing something called Feast Fridays. If you're looking for recipes, every Friday check in and we have some recipes for you. And, um, you know, Ricky, thank you so much for, uh, for letting me be uh, a part of this and being able to talk about my sort of my, um, my experiences, not just through travel, but my past and then my culture and uh, being a dad. And I think uh, what you're doing is amazing, showing your kids uh, uh, the world. And uh, you know how many Indian Filipino kids of Canadian or North American descent can say, "Oh, I I, I know what they have in Medellin, you know." And, uh, and I tell you, it's 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 great food out there in Colombia. I hope you enjoy it. And um, and again, as as a father to another father, um, I think you're giving them a great life, and um, and I think you're doing a great job out there. And and I love these podcasts and and everything else you do. And um, you know, I wish you the best of travel, and then thank you for the opportunity for me to talk about myself a little bit. And uh, you know, we hope to continue to touch base. And then thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Absolutely, and yes, uh, Colombia has an amazing food scene and an amazing <laughs> coffee scene. So I'm going to be sipping <laughs> away my coffee, enjoying uh, the interview. Uh, thanks again, Andrew. Definitely a wealth of uh, wisdom. I can tell there's definitely a lot of experience. And expertise in this whole area of uh, parenting fatherhood travel food and life in general so thanks for your time today Andrew yeah.
1: you know every anybody any dad any dad any mom that has any questions get on the show channel or websites there are comments there we will be happy to answer any questions you got junior travels or, or any dad or, or or mom questions as a whole you know uh, thanks again Ricky appreciate it
0: you're very very well welcome uh, so once again everyone, uh, uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you check out Andrew's blog. Uh, if you're into food, if you're into travel, if you have any questions about parenting or fatherhood, definitely reach out to Andrew. His website once again is Dish. Our town, uh, easy peasy, uh, you know, lemon squeezy, check it out. Uh, we'll have the link below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening this on iTunes, it'll be in the show notes. And make sure you follow Andrew all over social media. He has a we're very active and engaged Instagram account too. So if you check out that, I guarantee you, you're going to be hungry. So do it on an empty stomach or, uh, and then uh, it will definitely inspire you to eat your way around the world. Uh, So, uh, once again, thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, Make sure you uh, check out our website, uh, Digital Nomad Mastery, and also uh, check us out on uh, Facebook. We have an active and engaged community called the Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where it's for aspiring new and established digital nomads. So if you're thinking of getting yourself out of the road like Andrew has, like myself has, and like all of our other guests have. Definitely reach out there, ask your questions, and engage. We'd love to have you a part of our community. So make sure you check out my blog, too. It's daddyblogger.com, where I write about our current Daddy Blogger World Tour. Check out Andrew's blog, and check out our Digital Nomad Mastery website. Thanks again, everyone. Happy travels, and happy eating your way around the world.